presented by BlackRock. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Rogu Munavalin. It's Tuesday. It's Election Day in Georgia, plus an ominous omnibus warning. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. We're 28 days away from Republicans having the gavel. We would be stronger in every negotiation. So any Republican that's out there trying to work with them is wrong. Six days after the top four leaders of Congress emerged from the White House, suggesting they would work together to pass an omnibus government funding bill before the holidays, Kevin McCarthy went on Fox News last night and sent a very different message. On the Laura Ingram show, he had this to say. So that Why wouldn't you Mitch wait McConnell? with the hand Does that stronger? include McConnell? Yes. Why would you want to work on anything if we have the gavel inside Congress? You just we won have the a stronger. House. Wait till we're in charge. A few thoughts on this. One, McCarthy's comments suggest no matter what a year-end spending deal looks like, Democrats shouldn't expect many GOP votes in the House. Not that they were ever expecting a ton. The GOP leader is trying to win the Speaker's gavel and is clearly feeling pressure to stick it to the Democrats. Two, this foreshadows a complicated McConnell-McCarthy relationship over the next two years. Will McConnell, who has long been unpopular with the GOP base, now regularly become McCarthy's punching bag? And three, after years of privately railing against the so-called vote no, hope yes crowd, Republicans who vote against must-pass fiscal bills to avoid personal blowback at home while privately praying they pass to avoid the national blowback against the GOP, McCarthy is officially joining the club. The reality is that no member of House Republican leadership right now wants to deal with the spending fight in the beginning of the next Congress, which they know would likely lead to a shutdown. But they are more concerned about being seen working with Democrats. Speaking of the year-end must-to-dos, we still haven't seen the promised Compromise National Defense Reauthorization Act, which is supposed to come out Monday and is slated for a vote in the House this week. Around town last night, some House Democrats were privately balking at a last-minute push to add Senator Joe Manchin's permitting reform package to the must-pass bill. Democrats, however, are concerned about environmental issues, and Democratic leaders, we were told last night, know they could have a math problem if they include the provision. Democrats also appear to still be haggling with the administration over the idea of rolling back vaccination requirements in the military, which would have been a win for the GOP. President Joe Biden and the Defense Department signaled yesterday that they don't support the idea, which Democrats had been prepared to offer as an olive branch to Republicans. Days after former President Donald Trump suggested the, quote, termination of the Constitution in order to nullify the 2020 election, we're finally starting to see some Republicans push back to a point. GOP senators, who have the benefit of only facing election every six years, came out strong against the idea yesterday after the party was largely silent on the matter this weekend. Politico's Burgess Everett gathered some of the more notable responses during Monday evening's fly-in vote. Senator Chuck Grassley, pretty simple, it's unconstitutional. Senator Shelley Capito, ridiculous, sounded like a little crazy talk to me. Senator Roy Blunt, no emergency clause not to follow the Constitution. Senator Pat Toomey, it's pretty clear that he's become a toxic force and that's going to diminish his influence a lot. And Senator Ben Sass, do Republicans want to keep giving oxygen to somebody who is trying to sell tickets to his own proprietary circus or do they want to be a constitutional party? But even in condemning Trump's suggestion, Republicans highlighted the former president's staying power. Here's a question, why? Because few were willing to say calls to suspend the Constitution should be disqualifying for a future presidential candidate. We should have seen this coming Sunday, 
when even Representative David Joyce, the leader of a coalition of moderate Republicans in the House, refused to make a clean break. He told ABC's This Week. Well, you know, he says a lot of things. Uh, you have to take him in context. And right now, uh, it, I have to worry about making sure as a Republican governance group and a Republican majority that we make things work for American people. And I can't be uh, really chasing every one of these crazy statements that come out about from any of these candidates at the moment. But that trend has mostly held, even in the upper chamber, where GOP senators routinely pushed back on Trump. Case in point, while Senate Minority Whip John Thune and senior Republican John Cornyn both rebuked the idea, the later calling it irresponsible after saying I'm at a loss for words, both dodged on whether that meant Trump shouldn't hold office again. This morning, all eyes will be on Mitch McConnell, who is expected to address the matter at the GOP's weekly post-luncheon stakeout with reporters. McConnell, of course, is no fan of Trump and has been desperate for him to just fade into the background. But even after considering a conviction of Trump post-January 6th insurrection, the GOP leader eventually told Fox News he'd absolutely support Trump if he becomes the nominee again. So we're skeptical McConnell will break from the mold. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House at 9.25 a.m. Eastern. President Joe Biden will depart the White House to head to Phoenix, Arizona. There, he'll tour the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company facility, where he's scheduled to deliver remarks on the economy at 4 p.m. The House will meet at 9 a.m. The chamber will recess at 11 a.m. for the Congressional Gold Medal Ceremony, honoring the Capitol Police and other January 6th Capitol protectors. Last votes are predicted between 2 and 4 p.m. The Senate is in today, and in Georgia, polls open at 7 a.m. and close at 7 p.m. in the Senate runoff between incumbent Democrat Raphael Warnock and Republican Herschel Walker. You can check out Politico this evening for wall-to-wall -wall coverage as results come in. All right, for more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Raghu Munavalan. Have a good Tuesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. All across the country, people are working hard for their financial freedom. So BlackRock is hard at work, supporting communities, investing $20 billion in U.S. roads, bridges, and transportation on behalf of their clients. From the plains to the coast, BlackRock helps Americans invest for their future and helps communities thrive. BlackRock, invested in the future of Americans. Investing involves risks, including possible loss of principal, as of May 13th, 2022. Visit blackrock.com slash invested.